Ultra. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one metaphor for violence at a time. <laughs> There's just one really clear metaphor for violence at a time. Yes. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Rachel Gatlin. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Better than better than Fairmere. <laughs> <laughs> Fairmere. It's a low bar. When are we not? <laughs> Poor Faramir. <laughs> right. So today we're talking about minute 94, which starts with uh, Pippin finishing his line in the song from yesterday, Cloud and Shade, mm-hmm. and ends with Theoden and Aragorn, as well as a group of Rohirrim kind of coming into view in the camp at Dunharrow, which is a lot of nouns in a sentence. Yes. There's a lot of proper nouns in a sentence. Yes. A lot of proper <laughs> nouns. Just a lot I've, of capitalization. Every time I have to write a summary for what happens in a minute, I'm always just like, this is too many proper nouns. <laughs> Everything is capitalized. <laughs> oh, man. Try writing a report on any Tolstoy novel or any Russian novel for that matter. Like, mm-hmm. I had to write a report on Anna Karenina, and I think I just started making up names at some point. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to read yeah. it. <laughs> no one cares. You just need the no major one has time. You just <laughs> need the major themes. You don't need to know that this guy was named whatever and that guy's named whatever number two it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> i think i got a b on that paper i'm fine there you go right whatever you got a passing grade yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this minute we get the we get the rest of the song from pippin yep um more orcs kind of looking a little confused but readying their arrows they're still sleepy just they're waking up yeah. it's a long they had a long night just uh just this knowing that every single person here except for Faramir is about to be dead. <sighs> and how did they not kill Faramir? Right? Um maybe they are like well, I mean Faramir has plot armor. Yeah. Like, literally and, and yeah, <laughs> right, I'm just yeah. gonna say that. <laughs> so The best kind of armor. Yes. Yeah, my neighbor is. Can you, um, my neighbor is hammering. I don't know if that's getting picked up, but I can hear him. I don't hear it. Okay, <laughs> very loud. <laughs> anyway, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Time to hammer. <laughs> yeah. Barely morning. Can you imagine if they had just like killed Faramir though? <laughs> like I know they can't because of like what happens. But... Yeah. Or Aragorn just boom. <laughs> Just really take a risk. Go wild. I feel like, yeah, I feel like people would have rioted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's like, I keep bringing up Game of Thrones, I'm sorry, but like looking back where you think, oh, this character's going to die, and then obviously they can't because plot armor, but like mm-hmm. in that moment, if that character had died, it's like, well, I'm not watching this show anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're the only one I care yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only good person on this show. But like, well, I feel like, go ahead. Go I ahead. feel like Game of Thrones is like an apt um, comparison because it is like it was such a big like fantasy, like epic phenomenon, yeah. and like I, 
don't know. And then everyone was betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. It feels it feels like Lord of the Rings. Well, George R.R. R. Martin was inspired by Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, clearly. There's even a fan what theory. If Lord that... of the Rings, but like naked. Like yeah. <laughs> that's like Game of Thrones. Yeah, but th- there's a fan <laughs> theory that um the world of um Westeros is just the Lord of the Rings world after some calamity. Oh. Oh yeah, I've I've seen this thing that like the there's a theory that Middle Earth is our far past mm-hmm. and then Westeros is like way in the future after yeah, like yeah. after us, after some apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's yeah. all one long continuity. Yeah, like there was some apocalypse and like no one remembers Middle Earth. There's like old tales of like you know, these people, but now it's lost to time. Huh. So okay, if Middle Earth is our far past well, England's far, far past. And then Westeros is in like the far it's 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 in the far future of our future or middle earth's future well that would still be our past i've read i've seen ones where it's just like it's in our far future because middle earth is supposed to be our far past yeah so where the heck have the dragons been the whole time <laughs> <laughs> sleeping well there's also this theory that because of some calamity there was this period i think it's called an interregnum where you have advances in science and whatever and then some terrible thing happens and all that all those advancements are lost so basically right. the world has to kind of start over again so the theory like is burned the library of alexandria yeah, yeah so the theory is middle earth happened they advanced in technology and science and all these wonderful things and then i don't know a meteor hit or there was a nuclear war of some sort and then humanity had to reset and that's what game of thrones is hmm. interesting yeah. I hadn't heard that theory before. That's I'm just curious what some of the threads people have picked up on to try to connect that are. Yeah. Because they have to be the vaguest of notions. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like the unified Pixar theory, right? I don't think that that one is particularly vague because there's so many visual callbacks in Pixar movies. Uh, yeah. The, the cars thing is the thing that the, <laughs> yeah, throws the, me off the, the most. The cars one is the one that I'm just like, I don't know about this. Well, I think it was game theory. That YouTube channel theorized that cars are just, the cars and cars are just, like, some kind of evolved bug. Like, they're not cars, they're insects that evolved to look like cars or something. Yeah. Don't they run on fuel, though? Maybe. I haven't seen cars in Yeah, but we don't know if it's really gas. Yeah, it could be some kind of biofuel or something. That's so weird. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. It's super weird. It's very weird. <laughs> but, like, there's an official, like, cutaway of the insides of a car's car. And it has an engine. And, like, a tongue, right? And a tongue. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah. Cars is the one piece of the unified Pixar theory that I'm just like, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. This, this, this part of this is just nonsense to me. Yeah. But Wally connecting to A Bug's Life is like one of the things that I'm just like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Because the sapling that Wally plants, like the the image of how it grows up into the tree it becomes, and like where it gets planted, matches a bug's life. Oh. But there's humans in a bug's life. Yeah, because they've resettled from coming back in Wally. Oh. So yeah, they cleaned up the yeah. earth and stuff. Weird. Yeah, Bug's Life would be the last movie in the unified Pixar timeline. Huh. So 
wait, where do cars fall again? <laughs> in the time period after humans leave Earth. Oh, oh, oh. Like, in the plot of Wally. Yeah. God, that's terrible. You know, anthropomorphized and cars are not as scary as giant bugs pretending to be cars. Yeah. I, I will remember to share that video with Facebook group <laughs> because it, it does kind of make a lot of sense. Like, these insects were like, oh, we're going to look like these cars now. <laughs> but are they, like, cars size or are they just still tiny bugs? I don't know, because there's, like, there's remnants of people's involvement in cars. Right. So I think they're probably pretty big. See, that is horrifying. Yeah. But for them to be, like, really big, we have to have, you have to have so much more of an oxygen-rich environment which is, like, counter to the environment Wally presents having left Earth. Unless they breathe, um... Carbon dioxide? Else. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, bugs as we understand them, in order to get bigger and to make their armor and their bodies strong enough to support a larger size, there needs to be a higher percentage of oxygen in the atmosphere. Hmm. That makes sense. It's actually... It's, it's why insects were so much bigger in prehistory. Because the environment was so much more oxygen-rich. And that's why there's bigger and more insects in, like, rainforests and stuff? Yeah. Legit. Science cool. Right? <laughs> Big bugs are not cool. <laughs> no. Big bugs are super cool. No, I just no, don't no, want no, them no, on no. me. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. Like, there's that spider in Australia that's, like, the size of a lobster. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. Oh yeah, no. Goliath spiders in the rainforest that are like as big as tarantulas, as big as dinner plates. Shut no. up! That's so scary. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And people eat them. Ugh. Well, they're just they're like crabs, right? Well, yeah, the meat yeah. inside of a cooked insect is the same as like a lobster or a crab. Yeah, when you it's know, that's kind of funny. Like we're totally okay with eating lobsters and crabs, but eating bugs is like, oh no. But they're the but same it, thing. The meat is the same. Yeah. I don't know. One is in the ocean where I don't have to see it or think about it. <laughs> it just shows up on your plate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You crack that sucker open with the hammer they give you. It's delicious, and you cover it in butter, and it's great. See, everything's good covered in butter. Yeah. Butter makes everything better. We're talking about we're talking about eating gross things while Denethor's eating grossly. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, he's got food all over his face. Yeah, the, the best juxtaposition shot is the arrow fire and then the squirt of red juice out of Denethor's mouth, like, that running down his chin. That is not tomatoes. What is he eating? Uh, Peter Jackson says he has strawberries. Strawberries and cherries. They look like cherries on that big spread yeah. from a couple minutes ago. This is such a weird mixture of food. Like, yeah. he's just like, I don't know, give me all of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> tomatoes. I'm having a bad day. I need comfort food. Yeah. Tomatoes, berries. I think I think the juxtaposition of him eating such a wide variety of foods while the city is potentially going to be under siege, though, like that is the height of selfishness. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's like the the presentation of this scene uh, of of John Noble's performance in particular. I think is divorced from like some of the greater some of the greater thing some of the greater context you can kind of draw from it. It's weird. I've always thought it's kind of weird in that way. But yeah, Billy Boyd, all mm. shall fade. All shall fade. He has such a beautiful voice. Gothmog yeah. shouts fire, but we don't hear it. But we do hear the arrows loose. I like that. Mm. Yeah. We don't hear any voices, but we do hear the act of violence. But we don't hear the impact. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to the, the dripping of red. Blech. Gross. 
And then that's it. And then we cut to sad, sad Gandalf. <laughs> also, like, Pippin starts crying and Denethor doesn't react. Mm-mm. He's just still looking straight ahead. He's good at that. Yep. So at about 28 seconds, there's a good wide shot of this spread on the table. So I see the tomatoes, what looks like bread and maybe ham on that plate. Yeah, it's like a charcuterie board. Yeah, there's the chicken and it may be potatoes. It might also be mushrooms to the far right. Yeah, they look like little potatoes to me, like fingerling potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of wine. Yeah. But it's just like who just has a who just has a plate with a pile of tomatoes on it to eat? Rich people. <laughs> I mean, I get those little baby heirloom tomatoes, and I'll just snack on those. But I won't like put them on a plate, <laughs> like put them in a bowl or something. And you stand at your fridge and eat them out of the little plastic package. Yeah, you're not supposed to put tomatoes in the fridge, by the way. Yeah, I know. They go. They we go, do though. They go bad faster. Huh. Yeah. We just have a we just don't have a good place to keep them. Mm. In the wintertime, it's fine because it's dry. Yeah. But in the summertime, because it's so humid here, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, you wanted to keep things out on the counter? Hilarious. Yeah, you leave a tomato, <laughs> some tomatoes in a bowl, and they get condensation all over them. Yep. Yeah, you have to like eat them that day. I'm not really like a raw tomatoes person. Oh, I can eat a raw like hothouse tomato like an apple it's oh my delicious. god that's no it, it depends on the tomato like the little cherry or grape tomatoes with a little salt is great or like the little rainbow heirloom tomatoes with salt mm-hmm. is really good but yeah i can't eat just a like a beefsteak tomato by itself <laughs> i totally can just like an apple if it's a nice if it's like just ripe and it's still kind of firm it's it's mm-hmm. good i'd rather eat like an apple or Literally anything else. Then again, I can also eat a peeled onion like an apple. That's so, so oh. weird. But I think that's the grossest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> someone bet me before. Someone bet me like twenty dollars once that I couldn't do it. I was just like, I mean, you're gonna give me twenty dollars to like eat this onion like an apple? Sure, whatever. Oh my god, that's and it's a just really. Like, it wasn't so bad. That's a really mean prank to play on someone. You make a bunch of like caramel apples, but one of them is an onion. <laughs> and you set them out on the tray, and then someone gets the onion. And you wait. You wait. <laughs> See, but was it like a sweet onion, though? Or was no. it like a red onion? Because it red was, onions, it, I can see eating raw, because those are fine. It was not a red onion, and it was not a sweet onion. It was, like it a, was a white a onion. Yellow onion. Mm. There's a video of a little kid eating an onion because he thinks that's an apple and he's too proud to admit that it's an onion. Oh, no. <laughs> he's like crying and his mom's like, you're going to keep eating that? <laughs> that's hilarious. No, I mean, I've, I've eaten, I've eaten a whole, like whole raw cloves of garlic before. Yeah. Because people are just like, oh, but you can't eat that. Yeah, so, but do you sure, like actively yes, choose? You're just like, oh, I'm going to eat an onion today. Like that's. That's under like no, a- but now I know that I can. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of doing the garlic thing when you're like when you have like a cold, but then you stink like garlic for three days. Yeah, that's true. You eat a lot of garlic, and then everyone knows you've had garlic for the next week. Yeah, but garlic mm-hmm. is delicious. Yeah, it yeah. Is. Just you know, talking about my eating habits on the podcast. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I mean, there's a lot of food in this minute. It yeah. makes sense. We talk about food like with the hobbits all the time. That's true. Yeah. It is remarkable that Denethor does not get himself covered in filth eating this meal in this way. Yeah. Well, he's two raccoons, so he's very clean. <laughs> what we don't see is the little bucket of water yeah, to his little, left. Yeah, the little basin. 
podcast. Yeah. <laughs> washes everything, eats it, washes everything. Eats it. <laughs> Did you ever see the video of the raccoon being handed? I think it was a piece of cotton candy. Yes. And so he goes sad. to wash it off and it goes away. <laughs> it just dissolves. And then he just turns around and looks at the person that gave it to him. How dare you? <laughs> Where's my treat? It's like, because it's smart enough to know that it's been tricked. <laughs> I have been betrayed. Oh, poor little I will guy. not forget this. Oh. They won't either. Raccoons will get vengeance on you. I thought that yeah, was oh, crows. Yeah. I mean, that is crows, but raccoons are like that too. They'll get like petty revenge. Like when you're not, they'll hide stuff on you. Yeah, no. See, that's why I don't want a pet raccoon. I still do. I know. <laughs> So, um, what's up with this shot of Gandalf just looking at empty boxes? I, he's just sad. Mm. It gives me, like, sensing Faramir's death through the Force vibes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. He's just, he's just having a mood. They say, I, I think they say they just wanted a reaction shot of Gandalf, like, thinking about what's happening outside the walls mm-hmm. and what's still to come. And they hadn't gotten one. This was done in pickups. I think it's, like, beautifully lit and composed but it's just kind of like i'm trying to look for symbolism where there probably is none yeah yeah <laughs> but it's I just mean, him where... feeling the weight of this moment where is he because if this scene is supposed to take place during this battle like shouldn't there be people all over the city still like oh chaos i don't know he just found some quiet corner to to hole up and be sad. Well, I think a lot of the people were like out on that main thoroughfare and like yeah. mining the battlements. Yeah, good there point. Were, like, there were like people sticking out the windows a couple minutes ago. Yeah. It's very evocative. It's just like, oh, okay. Gandalf staring at boxes. Yeah. Just taking in the emptiness. Yeah. Looks like one of them is a birdcage. Yeah, or like a basket. or Yeah, yeah on the left in the, the light. It almost mm-hmm. looks like a spotlight, but it's just the, the way the light filters through these arches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sad Gandalf being sad. Yep. Just an old sad man. Sad Pippin being <laughs> sad. Maybe he knows Pippin's sad. He's just like, oh, Pippin. Pippin's yeah, sad. Yeah, he, he, he can sense it. <laughs> through the force. Yeah. He just feels all these voices suddenly cut short. He's wearing a robe. He's a wizard. He's been to space. Yeah. <laughs> what is a Jedi if not a space wizard? Exactly. <laughs> So are we saying that Gandalf and Obi-Wan are the same person? Um. They both had to die to fulfill their purpose. Mm-hmm. They came back more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or are they just like alternate reality versions of each other? It's just, it's the, it's the same, it's, well, you know, uh, Star Wars took place in a galaxy far, far away. A long, a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, perhaps that, uh, perhaps this is Obi-Wan's future. Or, so, or there's some like time nonsense happening. So while Gandalf was in space heaven or something, he lived Obi Wan's whole life. <laughs> and then once Obi Wan died, he came back as Gandalf. <laughs> huh. <laughs> or the Valar sent him to contend with a different Dark Lord. Obi Wan <laughs> is also a Maiar. Mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the Valar were like, look, you're going to live a long time as this other guy, but when that's done, you're going to come back. But this teenager may need your assistance sometimes. 
It'll all work out in the end. It's going to look like it isn't, but it's all going to work out in the end. We promise it'll work. Maybe he's so mad at Pippin all the time because him and Anakin have like the same hair. (laughs) (laughs) Just looks at him. He's just like, ugh. Yeah. So when so when he lives as Obi Wan and sees Anakin with that hair, he's like, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) This again. I know another, exactly what's gonna go on. Another floppy-haired kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh my God. I l- I like this fan fiction we've written. Yes. <laughs> Just you and McGregor, Alec Guinness. They are my are. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm into it. Just alongside, you know, other great space wizards like. Uh, Plo Koon and Kit Fisto. <laughs> Who the hell is Plo Koon? Dude, Star Wars names suck, okay? I'll say it. Hmm. <laughs> I remember there being a weird Star Wars name generator that would just, like, switch up the letters in your name and that was your Star Wars name. That's funny. Hey, Plo Koon and Kit Fisto are awesome. Plo- Who is Plo Koon? He's, uh, his race has, I can't remember what they're called, but, uh, the planet they're from, their environment is different than most other planets, so they don't breathe the same thing as everyone else, so he has to always be wearing, like, a breathing mask. Mm. And they have, like, kind of a weird-shaped head and, like, solid-color eyes. Um, Does he show up in the prequels? Uh, he's in the prequels, in the background. Okay. Because I have He's in, like, the background stuff, of, like, stuff in the second movie of the prequels, and he is in Clone Wars, and he's kind of for a little while, like, kind of a second mentor to Ahsoka. Ah. Hmm. See, I haven't watched Clone Wars yet. And then Kit Fisto is the guy that has, like, the green head with the squid tentacles for hair. Yes. I can, like, see him in yeah. my brain. Hmm. Yeah. Who's the guy with, like, the, the like, oblong... Oh, what is that guy's name? Like, pointy head. It looks like a Gondorian helmet, but, like, it's yeah. just his head. Um, <laughs> They're from a race of people... That experienced some kind of a genetic, his race, like, experienced some kind of, like, genetic plague or disease or something. So, like, 90% of the female population died. Or, like, no, like, 90% of the male population died. And so he gets a, like, he gets special permission from the Jedi Council to, like, marry and have children to help repopulate his race. (laughs) It's weird. Oh my god. So he has like he has like four wives and like twenty kids. Wow. Good for that guy, I guess. Yeah. Jedi Master. <laughs> oh, Star Wars. We always end up talking about Star Wars or Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Star Wars is fantasy. Yes. Yeah. I like this theory though. So yes. we want Gandalf theory. <laughs> he just lives an entire life as another sassy mentor See, and more, then he comes back. This is more compelling to me than the um, Game of Thrones Lord of the Rings unification theory. Yeah. Right, yeah. Star Wars is an in-between story about Gandalf. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like the the Han, the Han Solo's fever dream, like right. the Carbonite thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, the the first four the first four parts of the Skywalker saga are really kind of about Obi-Wan and his mistakes. Mm-hmm. He deserved better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, they're about how Obi-Wan was the baddest Jedi who ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's a Maiar. Yes. <laughs> Richie learned to fight with a sword. Well, I spent some time as a wizard with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> I have ask. these dreams all the time. <laughs> 
also fighting vague existential evil. Mm. But no robots. That's new. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us today, Rachel. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just Star Wars. <laughs> If you want to continue these discussions, you can head to the Facebook listener group, (laughs) Fellowship of the Mic. Uh, Yes, please. Please give us your Star Wars Lord of the Rings fan fan fiction, please. Yes, do it. And and if you know of any out there that's really good, just post it in the group. Oh, God. Just do it. Uh, (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow. Like a fan fiction thread? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think you have to now. We'll, We'll be back tomorrow to finish out the week. Hope everyone has a great day. I was about to say, hope May everyone has a with you. Take it. Uh, <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs>